baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. Good morning, everybody. Mark Kramer and Santoria Black here with you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hope everybody had a good 4th of July and uh, a safe 4th of July as well. I uh, want to start out a little bit of on a somber note this morning. We've told you over the last couple of weeks about uh, Jamie and Sean's grandmother and Jamie's mom. And uh, she passed away uh, yesterday on the 4th of July, uh, a little before midnight last night. So Jamie is out, obviously, today. So please remember the uh, Fox family in your prayers as they go through this, uh, through this tough time. Uh, they'll be probably back on, on, on all of the different shows that they're on, maybe tomorrow uh, as John and I were talking about before we came on the air, sometimes uh, I know when I was coaching, I lost uh, a player and uh, a cheerleader once actually during the school year. And, you know, a lot of times it's easier to kind of get back to something that you know how to do. Uh, and it's a little bit of uh, like comfort food sort of for, uh, for somebody uh, when you're in a, that kind of a situation. Something that's uh, normal in your routine sometimes actually makes you feel a little better. So, there's a possibility that they may be back tomorrow, but uh, and I don't know about Sean doing the sports company this afternoon. I haven't been able to talk to him yet. But anyway, just uh, remember uh, the Fox family in your prayers. Uh, t- not just today, but you know the next few days are, are going to be difficult for them. So uh, just uh, just remember them each and every day. Want to remind everybody that the Edge is brought to you by Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. U.S. 165 North in Monroe, 345-4545, best pet care anywhere on the planet. Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, specializing in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury, don't delay, call Bobby today, 342-1411. And Spa Nouvelle and Lammy Lane in Monroe, pamper the special people in your life, and they will pamper you, believe me, <clears throat> at Spa Nouvelle. Their number is 807-1060. Now, get to today's, uh, and Terry is on vacation. And I've, I've told, he just went on vacation. Well, I told people that, and you said it exactly. I'm glad saying that you said it that way. Because I've had people, when they said, hey, when are you going to be back on? I said, well, I'm going to be on tomorrow. This was yesterday. I'm going to be on tomorrow, Friday, and Monday. What? Who's, who's going to be gone? I said, well, Terry's gone on vacation. What? He just got back from Hawaii. Technically... Even though he was in Hawaii, he was doing a basketball camp, so that's technically not a vacation. It was a working trip to Hawaii, mm-hmm. is is the way he puts it sometimes. So he's actually on because his wife doesn't go with him. Oh, okay. To Hawaii. Well, I, I get it now. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, he actually is working on the camp, so uh, he is taking his wife, and I believe they're going to Savannah, Georgia. Really, on vacation. So uh, Terry will be gone until through Monday of next week so we'll be uh we'll be here today tomorrow and monday uh uh, until terry returns so let's get to it question of the day for everybody this is going to be a a good rant day 
after, since we took off yesterday, 4th of July. Got to get back into the swing of things. We're going to, we are going to give you, and I know uh, kind of piggybacking on Aaron and Jake a little bit with their top 10 lists, but I thought since we were coming off a, a holiday that this would be a good time to do this here on the edge and we can rant a little bit as well as you can on the Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union hotline and text line 888-993-7762 and that is your we're going to give you our top 10 pet peeves in sports and this is sports period it can be junior high all the way up to the professional ranks, and it can be anything that has to do with sports. It can be somebody's conduct, f- officials, players, attitudes, um, things surrounding sports, uniforms. It doesn't matter. Just it could be announcers, pet peeves that you have in sports. You can text us yours or call us on the Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union hotline or text line. And give us one of those, uh, or two or three. But we're going to give you our top ten, and we'll explain each one. And, and if you text in or call in, give us a little kind of a uh, thumbnail explanation as to why that is a pet peeve of yours uh, about sports. So here we go. Number ten. All right, go. Did you want me to go first? Uh, go for. You can go first. This is number ten. Uh, for Santoria Black, pet peeves in sports. All right, first pet peeve, that I, and I, I worked on the list a little bit. Yeah, we're going to go from and, 10 on up to 1. And, and I had to really decide which one was the one that, you know. Well, I wrote down least. 20. I, I kind of thought about this last night. Yeah. And I wrote down about 20 different things and then pared them down to 10 and then ranked them 10 to 1. Yeah. It was it was it was tough to just decide which one that I like the the which one that I hate the most, um, but I'll start with this. And of course, some of them are a couple of them are personal because just the distance. And they the are, teams, and they are, know. yeah. Because ten's the lowest one, and then we'll go all the way up to what our worst one is. Right. So number ten for me is icing as a defense in hockey. You know, one of the things that it does it slows the game down is that okay, it's it's kind of like a personal not a foul, but it's it's a foul when you. When you when you're when you're icing and basically what happens at times is that you're sending the puck to the other side of the ice and the defensemen are not in place and so now all of a sudden icing comes up and you're having a face off on the other side so icing as a defense to me is really irritating because it doesn't do anything but slow down the game and to me after a certain amount of icings I think there should be some type of a penalty but that's a personal thing because I watch a lot of hockey so that's just me I you know I, some things some things with hockey bother me. Uh, but that's just one of them that, you know, I, I can't stand that as a defense. And people, you know, it's one thing to send the, send the puck down on the other side of the ice, but it's another thing to try to get an unfair advantage and just say, hey, we'll just take the icing. At what point then do you say, okay, you know what, if you've got five icings in a game or in a period or something like that or whatever the case is, you got to have a penalty shot or something. Because doing it on purpose just to kind of delay the game, whatever the case is, at some point in time you got to have a, either a – either a penalty or some type of a conduct penalty, something like that. But anyway, that's just my opinion on that. So that was the one I could – you know, that's number 10 at least. Okay. Um, Richie and Bienville texts in. He says uh, his number one, fighters who fall to make weight uh, – fail to make weight. They have months to do it and fail, causing changes in the main events and the loss of pay-per-view buys. No sense in that garbage. Heavy fines should be put out to fighters – 
uh, that would help help motivate them, I'm sure, to make the weight. Yeah. Now, that's true. You, can, you know you're going to fight, whether it's MMA or boxing uh, or even wrestling as far as, I mean, not professional wrestling, but uh, and same thing. I know uh, my stepson always had to lose weight for um, powerlifting in mm-hmm. high school. And uh, to see what they had to go through to try and lose, you know, two or three pounds before a weigh-in on a Saturday morning was, was really brutal. So, um, again, 888-993-7762. My number 10, overpraising announcers. Everybody now, everybody is the best player in the league. Mm-hmm. And they don't do anything. One guy makes one good play, and this is true in any sport. I've heard it in all the sports. I mean, even in curling. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the U.S. wins the curling. Oh, uh, these these guys may be the powerhouse for the next, you know, the next two Olympics. Mm-hmm. Uh, we may not even make it the next Olympics. Who knows? Gotta hope but, so. But my point is success or brief success. Then all of a sudden these announcers, and I know they're trying to hype things up, and I know they have to try and keep an interest in all of that. But – this overpraising of, and it's true in college, especially in football. Oh, this guy's going to translate to the next level. Well, you never hear from the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody has one or two good games, and all of a sudden in baseball, he's going to be, uh, you know, Hank Aaron, or he's going to be Mickey Mantle, or he's going to be Ted Williams. Uh, you know, somebody's going to beat Pete Rose's hit record. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, basketball. Oh, he's gonna be—he's gonna be one of the best ever. He's got so many skills. He's a five-tool guy, and all this kind of thing. And uh, football quarterback has, you know, three or four good games as a rookie, maybe. Oh, you know, he's gonna be up there with all the Hall of Famers. Yeah. You know, and you don't take injuries into consideration, but it just gets old, over and over and over to hear these announcers just overpraise brief and I'm emphasizing brief success mm. into long-term career success. Yeah. And I just I just it just wears me out. I just get tired of hearing these guys do that. Yeah. I you know, and I can see where you're coming with that. You know, it's one thing to to look at a body of work. Let's just say a college football player and they've been really really good and they've been increasing for the last two or three years, and now they're in their senior year or even in their junior year, and they've really just been outstanding. But, you know, you have one breakout game in your freshman year and you get 200 yards, you know, running on the ground or whatever the case is. Oh, my God, this is the next Bo Jackson. You don't hear from him again until week 12 or week 10 of the season. You know, so, you know, I kind of get that. Okay, Um, we got a text. We got a bunch of texts. Keep them coming. We'll read them as they come in. Wembley uh, texts in and says, bad refs and yelling negative parents. Ugh. Yeah, Whitney. I'm sorry, it was Whitney. Bad refs and yelling negative parents. You can hardly, and I'll talk about that because I actually have one that's fairly close to that pretty soon. Um, okay, let's see. Dwayne and Homer. Black jerseys when black is not your primary color of your color scheme. Yeah. Good point. I know, and I won't name them, but I know there's two high schools in North Louisiana, some big schools, that actually the coaches got mandated to no longer buy black jerseys because black jerseys aren't one of our colors. So, yeah. good point, Dwayne and Homer. 
Yeah, and, and actually, jerseys is a part of my list. It's just not because of that, but it's, a, it's right. more, more of a different reason. But, uh, yeah, I think that's a that's a good point, you know, when you have black jerseys. Colors that are not a part of your scheme, why are you buying them? Um, AJ, soccer flopping, worst in all sports. Yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll touch on that one a little later as well. And then real quick, uh, FS in Farmerville, uh, Dana White, how many – other league commissioners are on every broadcast in their sport. Well, you know, I mean, it's a different sport, though. That's the one thing that is different about the MMA that I've learned how to appreciate a little bit more. It is, it is a very different type of a sport. You know, when you're looking at normal, you know, normal sports, your basketball, football, baseball, you know, you have your longtime announcers and things like that. But you know, wrestling, MMA, boxing, you know, especially MMA and and, and wrestling, they're just different sports. And so you have, you know, you have what you have because they want to push the sport. I mean, Vince McMahon was is, was an announcer for a long time. He did a great job as an announcer at times. You know, of course, it's entertainment, too. So it's a little bit different, I think, than it is for some other sports. All right, my number nine. Number nine. All right, so my number nine is flopping, period. You know, all of this stuff where you see in, in basketball, in soccer, and all this other kind of stuff. I saw one in basketball, man, that was just egregious. And, of course, you go back to Vladi Divac. That's where it kind of all, you know, started, what have you, with all of the flopping that happened. But to me, flopping is one of those things that, you know, just stop it. He was nowhere near your face. He was nowhere near your torso. He was nowhere near you. So why are you doing that? I like the NBA's thing now because you get penalized for that more. So if you find that you're flopping, they find you get fined for that. And I agree with that because you can't just keep getting away with that kind of stuff. So I flopping is one of the is, – is my number nine. Yeah, uh, mine's – I have that as well, but a little a little higher than that. Uh, Mark texts in, uh, just says simply TV timeouts. <laughs> and they're too long. I know they have to pay the bills, but that's too long. Okay, um, my number nine, and then we'll take a break. My number nine, complaints. Uh, I get tired, and everybody goes, oh, Kramer, you're just a baseball guy, so you're more sensitive about it. No, it's about consistency. Quit complaining about how long baseball games are. NBA, just the NBA playoffs last a year and a half. <laughs> come on, I mean, oh, come on. What, uh, and football games now are over three hours long. College football, it almost is a work of art to try and finish a college football game now. College football games last year averaged, I think, three hours and 23 minutes. There were some games that lasted four hours. A college football game Lasting four hours is absolutely ridiculous. You get watcher fatigue after a while. But I get really tired of people that are fans of those other sports. Oh, well, I just I just can't watch baseball. They're, those games are way too long. They're not as long as college football games. That's because they like college football. Well, that's right? okay. That's yeah. my but, but but don't dog. That's my thing. Don't dog baseball just because. You don't happen to like baseball or don't use that as an excuse when the sport that you do like, the games are even longer than a baseball game. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> so, okay. Let's go ahead. I see John moving knobs over there, so that means we're close to a break. Here on The Edge, and you're listening to The Edge here on Sports Talk 97.7. We'll be back with the rest of our list or some more of our list and your texts and phone calls, 888-993-7762 when we return. Paid announcer dramatization. Ah, 
Today is a great day to get injured in a car wreck. Said no one ever. If your plans have been drastically changed due to someone else's negligence, call Campbell House and Cummins in Monroe. Wade House knows personal injury law, and he'll work tirelessly to help you get back on track. To schedule a free consultation, visit 318law.com. Campbell House and Cummins, helping people. It's what we do. I want to tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital. Specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals, and even providing a boarding service. My friend, Dr. David Weber, and his staff are always my choice for my animals. It should be yours as well. Located conveniently at 4300 Sterlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on 97.7 North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Edge. Hey folks, this is Jody Wood with Wood Marine. Our 4th of July sale is already in full swing here in Ruston. Blowout pricing on all in-stock models with factory and military discounts available on low fishing boats, hunting boats, and pontoons. Get your family together this summer on a new high-performance low pontoon powered by Mercury Motors. Wood Marine has a huge selection of tubes, ski ropes, and life vests for those fun days on the water. Also, Wood Marine is now a full-line dealer for well-built boats. As always, Wood Marine is your go-to for marine parts and accessories. Stop by and see what's new at Wood Marine or follow us on Facebook. If your gas gauge doesn't work, you might run out. If your speedometer doesn't work, you might get a ticket. Don't risk either one happening to you. If the gauges in your car don't work, call or come by Dash Solutions in West Monroe. They can fix anything that's broken, and most repairs are done in less than an hour. The solution to broken gauges is Dash Solutions. I-20 at 5th Street in West Monroe, 355-8595. 355-8595. I am Jessica Ledoux, member and employee for Ouachita Valley Federal Credit Union. Becoming a member of Ouachita Valley is much easier today. Memberships are now open to anyone who lives, works, worships, attends school, or owns a business in any of our seven parishes that we serve. Our goal is to offer you personal banking and to make sure you're getting the best rates possible. Washita Valley currently serves Caldwell, Franklin, Jackson, Lincoln, Morehouse, Washita, and Richland Parishes. We know you have a choice when it comes to your finances, and to us, you're not just a member. So if you live, work, worship, attend school, or own a business in Caldwell, Franklin, Jackson, Lincoln, Morehouse, Washita, or Richland Parish, let Washita Valley provide you with excellent service and secure financial well-being. Membership eligibility required. Member NCUA. Terry Waldrop is back and better than ever. Hit Terry up at 888-993-7762 to join in on all the fun. And you can reach us on that Washita Valley Federal Credit Union hotline and text line at 888-993-7762. Mark Kramer and Santoria Black here with you this morning. And um, <laughs> I love Richie. He texts back in and says, uh, to the point we were making, he said, Mark, some of the same people 
that complain about the length of a baseball game will watch golf all day long. It's hours and hours of whispering and clapping. <laughs> <laughs> That's as good as I've ever heard that. Richie, you may have a you may have a life in sports radio talk. Yeah. <laughs> that was that's as good as I've ever heard that explained. Yeah. So good job, Richie. Um, okay. We're doing our list. If you're just joining us, we're doing our top ten lists of pet peeves in sports. It can be anything. Uh, give us a couple of yours at 888-993-7762. We've gotten to number eight and Santoria Black. Your number eight is my and number eight is coaches who do too much. And here's here's what I mean by that. So I have been able I've been able to cover a lot of different press conferences and I've had a chance to cover coaches. Some coaches like Coach Fobbs have been just absolutely incredible to deal with. They're you know, super kind. They're very gracious. Don't have a big problem uh, at all in getting them in, in press conferences. Very professional. But then I've dealt with some coaches who are complete butts. Your job as a journalist is to ask questions. And coaches who just get off by being difficult to me is just tired. Bill Belichick, just shut up. You know what I'm saying? Just answer the question and shut up. But my thing is, is that it's the media's job to ask a question. And you being a butt about it doesn't do anything except, well, you know what, I'm going to keep asking you. I'm a man. I'm 40. Yeah, and Mike, <laughs> Mike Gundy, I had actually a chance to interview him when Grambling played Oklahoma State. And, you know, I, I asked him a question, and he asked, you know, hey, you know, I know we, you got to do this, and I want to do all this. And I said, and I was just honest with him. I said, Coach, can I be honest with you? He said, sure, be honest. I said, look, if you want to do this, just hang up. Because if you don't want to do it, it's not going to be a good interview. It's not going to represent you well or me. So if you don't want to do it, just hang up. And he was like, no, 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 no. He says, nothing like that. And I was just, he says, but you know what? Here's the thing I like about you. I like your honesty. And you were able to just be straight up with me. I said, because why not? If you, if you don't want to do it, then don't do it. It's a waste of time. Yeah. You know, don't do this all crap on me and start talking about, oh, I don't, you know, you know, you media people. Get, well, guess what? Without us, you suck. <laughs> yeah. Because if we're not there to cover you, if we're not there to show your games, you don't get TV money. So stop tripping. Yeah. Just my opinion. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Um, my number eight is comparing eras. And, again, that's in any sport. Uh, you know, we got fatigued this year with, uh, well, who's better, Michael or LeBron, Michael or LeBron. And then you've got, uh, you know, in, in baseball, you know, well, comparing people to people in the 70s, the Big Red Machine or Willie Mays and Hank Aaron or Barry Bonds and, you know, Aaron Judge versus – uh, Babe Ruth or whatever, you know, just comparisons back and forth. Same thing in uh, same thing in football. Who's best quarterback ever? Mm. Who's best wide receiver ever? Who's best linebacker ever? Well, you can't really compare eras because the competition level was different. Uh, rules are different. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of variables. Uh, even with the, my biggest thing with LeBron and, and Michael Jordan that we had to deal with all year and all year is they're two different kind of players, you know? Yeah. They really are. They're two completely different kind of players. They're built differently. Uh, they play different positions on the floor. Uh, their game is different. And so you can't really say that this one is better than that one because they don't do the same thing and they weren't the same kind of player. Well, and then the eras are different. And in the in if you look at I'm just gonna use the since everybody wanna use the Jordan and LeBron era, Jordan's era was completely different than LeBron's era was. In Jordan's era, you weren't you didn't really have a lot of six eight, six nine 
right. point, you know, those guys were centers. Were playing, they were they were centers. Those or were they were back stretch to the forwards. basket. Those were back to the basket centers at six nine, six ten. Yeah. So now you know the tallest person that you saw that was handling the ball back in the eighties was Magic Johnson. Yeah. Because he was six seven and, six, and Bird and, and Larry Bird he was six nine. Yeah. But you look at what the league is now, and and LeBron is going to have the ball in his hands. You know what I'm saying? You didn't have a ton of that. Michael Jordan was going to have the ball, and even with that. B.J. Armstrong or Craig Hodges or John Paxson was the point guard. Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. You know, any of those guys. So, I just think it's just different eras. And, you know, well, if Jordan played in his days, he wouldn't be good. Yes, stop. Well, and another thing is, and and this was true when I talked to people about Pete Maravich, Mm -hmm. um, who I think is still the greatest shooter, even better than Steph Curry of all time. But – even when Jordan played, they didn't shoot three-pointers much. No. Can you imagine? Just think about this, and I'll, I'll leave that. I'll leave it. Just think about the point totals. If they shot as many three-pointers 25 years ago when Jordan was in his prime, if they shot as many three-pointers as they do now, think about how many points he would have. Yeah. He would have had over and above what he already had. I mean, he was – he was averaging in the 30s uh, per game in the regular season and maybe, maybe shot one or two three-pointers a game. Maybe. Mm-hmm. He would get, you know, if you look at a lot of his games, he may, in some of his 50-point games, I think he had one 50-point game where he didn't even make a three-pointer. Mm-hmm. So he's making all of those on regular two-point baskets and free throws. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it that way, it's just, it's just amazing. I got my number seven here, and this is because I've, I've experienced this time and time again. PA announcers trying to be play and play-by-play announcers. <laughs> That's true in high Christ. school, high school football. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's just okay. Uh, and I'll give you a great, great example of this. When we used to be in Dallas, that's a funny one. There's a guy who used to be like, "You got the thirty, the thirty, shut up." You got people who are doing radio, and you're doing play-by-play on on the PA announcer. Will you stop it? It happens all the time in high school football. Oh, I've <laughs> seen that before, and I'm just like, okay, dude, you are not the play-by-play announcer. You are the PA announcer. Get the different things correct. Know what your job is. Know your role and stay in your lane. Stop doing that. Now, you know, and there's some great PA announcers in this area. Leon Thomas is a great. PA announcer Jimmy Washington at Tech is a great PA announcer, and they know their roles. They stay there. They're entertaining. They don't do you know, and everybody has their own niche. But you don't hear them calling the play. Yeah, be a PA announcer, right? <laughs> and I'm not joking. Anybody that's anybody, which is most of our listening audience, that's been to high school football games, you go to some of these schools, oh. and their PA guy. Is uh, is thinks he's a play-by-play guy, and you're right. It's actually very tough because when you're doing a game, obviously you can hear the PA system in your headset. Yes, because you have a field microphone. So when you're actually trying, you're in your play-by-play guy for your team is actually calling the game over the radio, and and I'm a color guy, and then while I'm trying to do that, you're you're hearing us, but you're also hearing the the PA guy. Oh. Doing, uh, you know, that also. So let's go quickly to the Washita Valley Credit Union hotline and be joined by our good buddy Kamala. Good morning, sir. How many points would Pistol Pete Maravich have averaged in college and pro if they had a three-point line? Oh, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's unbelievable what because he shot out there anyway in college. I mean, he'd go a couple of steps across half court 
and shoot and drain, you know, and drain a shot, uh, it would he would have had records that would have never been broken scoring wise. No rule in the history of any sport that's ever been added or taken away to a game has changed the game other than the three points in basketball. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. I mean, it is it is totally you you if if you just can can get a few steals, get a few rebounds, and you can shoot fifty five to sixty percent of three point line, you can beat most people. I mean, you don't you don't have to you know I mean and, and now with these big guys that are out there shooting, I mean, my God, you got to have a a skyscraper and a sky hook to be able to try to block it. Yeah, and on the flip side of that, people would say, well, it's a great equalizer. For teams with a little less talent, they can hang in with better talented teams by being able to shoot from the three-point line. Well, how do you say it's less talent if they can shoot from the three-point line? I mean, that's almost an oxymoron, saying they're less talented, oh, yeah, but they can shoot three-pointers. Well, that's what, <laughs> I, that's what I hear all the time on that argument. Well, I hear the, the argument all the time, too, about the reason they don't call carrying and traveling and, and all this stuff is because they've become so athletic and they're so fast. I said... Well, why don't they just put a handle on it, run it up down the court, and call it luggage? (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff, Kamala. Thank you, sir. Take care, man. Okay, Tyler texts in, says travel, uh, Ray does, and says travel baseball. Tyler says soccer. And FS, Coach Maravich was a great scorer, but a streaky shooter, averaged about 44% during his career yep gotta take a break we'll go ahead and take a break we'll get to number seven i thought we did seven seven no we only got to number eight that was a long segment all right we'll get to number seven on our list of our sports pet peeves when we return here on the edge brought to you by dr david weber north monroe animal hospital mr bobby manning attorney at law and spa nouvelle and lammy lane in Monroe and GB Cooley reminds you to support a worthwhile cause in North Louisiana, and that is the North the Louisiana Special Olympics. Be right back. Come share a slice with Johnny's Pizza House at our new location on Jonesboro Road in West Monroe. It's right next door to our old location, but now with plenty of parking to choose from. Stop by with your friends and family and dine with us in our new casual dining area. Don't have time to stay and visit with us? Not a problem. With our new no-wait grab-and-go menu, we can have you in and out in a matter of minutes. Just another way that Johnny's Pizza House can help share a slice with our customers. Johnny's Pizza House. Let's share a slice. At First Guarantee Bank, we know what it takes to help businesses grow. Funds, precisely why we're making it easier than ever to afford a business loan. With fixed rates as low as 5.5% for five years, you could buy commercial property or equipment your business needs. And we'll even pay third-party closing costs up to $7,500. Now that's banking the way you do business. Welcome to First Guarantee Bank. Welcome to Fanatical Banking. New money only, all loans subject to underwriting, creditworthiness, and bank approval. Available while funds last. For more information, visit fgb.net. FDIC. Broken window? Sounds like you need Glassworks of West Monroe. Glassworks specializes in the highest quality residential glass. 
From insulated glass to protect your home from the worst weather, to vinyl replacement windows with a lifetime warranty, to custom installed mirrors and shower doors, Glassworks service is unmatched and their price is always competitive. Let them save you money. Glassworks, 800 Jonesboro Road across from the mill in West Monroe. 387-4747. Who has the cheapest prices around? It's Metal Mart in Monroe. Metal Mart now stocks markdown seconds and thirds. You heard right. Metal Mart has seconds and thirds in stock and they're marked down to the lowest prices. Don't pay more. Stop by Metal Mart, 5930 Frontage Road behind Sam's and Monroe. Or call 343-3900. 343-3900. Check them out on Facebook at Metal Mart Monroe. Metal Mart, the right materials for the right price. Hi, Kevin from High Tech. The latest cyber attack has already infected hundreds of thousands of computers in over 150 countries, brought down hospitals, railroads, banks, and even Federal Express right here in the U.S. Are you concerned that you may be vulnerable to the latest cyber attack? Then don't wait. Give us a call at 255-1110 and we'll provide guidance on how you can verify that you're secure. We also have checklists on our website at solutionsbyhitech.com or find us on Facebook. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's the edge with Terry Waldrop. Welcome back. How about them Reds? Yes. Big 7-4 to four winner over the White Sox. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but right. But got to get a win somehow. <laughs> yeah, one of the teams with a worse record than them. Well, Although they didn't do bad against your Brewers oh. uh, during uh, earlier in the week, yeah. it wouldn't. Hey, they split with them, so that's not bad. The, the, and then they swept the Cubs, so uh, that was. Wait that a was, minute, the Reds swept the Cubs? Yeah, before the Brewers series, Reds beat uh, beat the Cubs four in a row. Don't don't worry, Slam. Cubs have won six in a row since then. See, that just shows you how good the Reds Actually, are the, now. The two best records in the National League are Milwaukee and Chicago. Yeah, why do we have to – you know what? This is what I hated about them moving to the National League is because, one, the pitcher has to hit. And the second thing is you got to battle – eventually you have to battle the Cubs. Yeah. I mean, uh, Now, I, we didn't used to have to say that because the Cubs were so bad, but now's a, a different story. Okay, we're going back to 888-993-7762, Washtenaw Valley Federal, Federal Credit Union. Easy for you to say. Yes. <laughs> A hotline and text line. We've had phone calls and a lot of text already this morning. And keep them coming. Our 10 top 10 pet peeves in sports. Sand got to his number seven. My number seven is announcers with catchphrases. Why does everything have to have a nickname? I mean, it's, it's entertainment. No. It's like one person says it. It's kind of like what you were talking about earlier with, uh, you know, with uniforms and some of that other. One person does it, then all of a sudden everybody's doing it. And so one guy does something and either somebody writes about it or whatever, and then all of a sudden it's the trendy thing to do. Yeah. So I get really tired of basketball announcers, especially on the radio, going to the 10, putting the ball on the deck. Going to the elbow, uh, wiping the glass. Why can't you just say he dribbled to the basket and made a jump shot? It's boring. <laughs> no, it's not. It's boring. It was good for 50 or 60 years on the radio. Why all of a sudden is it boring? See, that's our society. 
this quick, you know, everything society, everybody, you know, everybody's got to have a nickname. You know, you got you got to have CP3 and you got to have, you know, G2 and you got to have G money and and everybody's got to have a nickname of some sort. Um, just describe what's going on. I'm, see, if you thing. were some Joe Blow that had never really listened to a basketball game and the guy says, well, he dribbles over to the elbow and then goes down on the block and shoots it off the tin and puts the ball on the deck to drive to the tin and puts it in the cup. They're not going to have any idea what he's talking okay, so, about. Okay so, okay, so here's the thing. To me, it's all about a painting a mental picture. It's theater of the mind. And to me, if most people who are listening to basketball know where the elbow is. So it gives you great a great idea of where the shot is coming from. Or if you're putting it off the glass. Because you don't have – I mean, you're putting it off the glass. Well, I know, but what's wrong with saying you banked, you put it off the backboard? Too many syllables. <laughs> Too many syllables. It's you're, just ki- you're killing me. You're killing me. <laughs> FS says, uh, um, as for the catchphrases, Mark, it's part of the ESPNing of sports. Yes. That's a good way to put it. And, and you know what? That's who started. I mean, you know, and as we evolve, and I think that's one of the things you got to look at as, as the art form, which is going to get to one of my pet peeves as far as announcers and stuff like that. It's an art form, and you have to learn how to evolve with that. You know, to me, it's it's about being able to look at how a player, where they're shooting from or in a football field, what they're exactly doing, and really painting a good picture for the listening audience at home about what's going on and where it's at on the floor. And then, of course, yeah, you want to throw a little a little color in it. You want to throw a little little red or a little blue on it. You know, a little spice in the gumbo. That's just my opinion. Okay. Uh, Mark says, sitting by a fan that thinks they are a coach, but the more they open their mouth, the more you realize that they have no idea what's going on on the field or on the court. That is absolutely true. Yeah. That is absolutely true. It just drives me insane to go to – our local college basketball games and hear all these jokers in the stands yelling at the referees when they have no idea what they're talking about. Yes. You know, everything's a travel. Everything's a foul. Come on. Come on, man. He's traveling. He's traveling. He walked. He walked. Everything's a travel for them, for the other team. Then when, when one of your team's guys actually legitimately fouls or travels and they call it, oh, come on, man, what are you doing? Let them yeah, play. Yeah, you don't know what they're talking about. That wasn't no travel. Gosh. So, yeah, so good. that's a good one, Mark. Okay, number six. Oh, refs who do too much. Stop being a part of the game. They're coming to see the athletes or the student athletes. Sometimes officials can be way too much a part of the game, and sometimes – you know, and I understand there's one thing that I did learn as being an official. You do want to establish some ground rules. You want to establish the fact, okay, this is what I'm going to do, not going to do. Like, for instance, you establish a strike zone as a referee in baseball. You establish what's going to be a foul or whatever the case is. Just ticky, Be consistent. But be consistent. Yeah. This ticky-tack stuff. And, hey, you're not going to do this. I'm the man. And I'll, uh, Stop. You know what I'm saying? To me, no is a no whether you yell it or whether you say it. And so my thing is referees who do too much – in my opinion, I, you know, and then to me, if you do too much and you're completely egregious in what you do, I have no problem with the coach calling a referee out. I have no problem with that because if you do, if you've done something completely egregious that cost you a game, what's the point of the league coming out later on and says, well, they made a bad call and they shouldn't have called it like that. Well, if it cost me the game, I should be able to say something about it because you can't go back and play it and say, okay, well, we won the game because the referee screwed it up. I have no problem with the coach to say something about it because guess what? The coaches are going to get said something about them. And so guess what? To me, the, I have no problem with that at all. Yeah, as a former basketball coach and then a baseball player on the college level, 
uh, and, and a pitcher to boot on top of that, uh, both of those things bugged, bugged me to death. Mm-hmm. If it's a strike, I, I just want consistency. Yeah. If it's a strike in the first inning, it's got to be a strike in the seventh inning. So don't give me this, oh, well, we tightened up the strike zone. I don't know. A strike is a strike and a ball is a ball. I don't want to hear that. Yeah. Uh, And also calling a game differently in baseball behind the plate, depending on the score. Mm -hmm. If it's 10 to nothing, you start giving the ball outside for their pitcher. Well, hey, that's not fair to my guys. It's not, it's not, uh, my team's fault that we're ahead 10 to nothing. Yeah. And you're going to start calling the ball six inches outside a strike mm-hmm. because we're ahead 10 to nothing. No, you know, it's, is it strike or it's a ball yeah. one or the other and stay where, stay where you're at. If you're calling it this way, call it that way the whole time. Same thing with a foul. Well, coach, uh, we thought it was getting a little out of hand. So we wanted to tighten it up a little bit, calling fouls in basketball. Yeah. Well, you know what? If it got out of hand, whose fault is it's that? The official's fault. You got it. You let it get out of hand. I, don't give me that. Don't give me these, uh, you know, breathing on somebody fouls just because you guys lost control of the game in the second quarter. Mm. I don't want to hear that. Kos- so. Koski had, a, had one. He said, Mattingly slow working pitchers. Inconsistent holding home plate umpires as well, but he said just slow working pitchers. Yeah, yeah. When you've got guys that walk around the mound and kick dirt and all of that kind of, it lulls your infielders to sleep too. You hear all the time, you know, good defenses uh, have quick working pitchers. So, mm-hmm. okay, number six uh, for me, uh, f- we've kind of talked, you talked about it because it was on your list. Uh, flopping in the NBA and soccer. Yeah, flopping it there, it's just terrible. Yeah. I mean, and the the thing that's terrible about it, and I know there's angles because I've done a, I've officiated baseball and basketball before, uh, not soccer, but uh, I know, especially in soccer, they actually need about four officials to be able to see everything. Two officials in a soccer game, three, three officials yeah. in the soccer game is as big as that field is, uh, is probably not even enough, but because they miss a lot of the angles, and I understand that, but. The flopping, in, you know, that thing the other day with Neymar where the guy leaned over and ha- and stepped on his ankle to pick the ball up, and then he rolls around on the – oh, it was ridiculous. And uh, these guys – See, I'll defend Neymar on that one. Oh. You, you, you go back and watch on, where boy. that dude steps. He, he did purposefully yeah. cleated him right there on his ankle. Yeah, he did. You let another man did, let another hurt. man step on your ankle in soccer cleats. I've had it. I've had it done before. <laughs> I was a goalie, so so, so you were a goalie, really? Yeah. Oh. Now, uh, granted, if it was an isolated incident, I don't think Neymar would be getting the bad press. But he has been. There's been talk of him embellishing yeah. some fouls, yeah. so <laughs> he he hasn't helped himself out. So when you do get, he's kind of the boy that cries wolf. Yeah. When you have an actual incident where I think the Mexican player should have been red carded and sent off, because he you go back and look at the footage, you can tell watching his instep, he intentionally stepped. Yeah, right he on his does leg. it on purpose. That's dirty. I mean, that's that's really freaking dirty. So, but because Neymar's been crying wolf all the time, now people are just kind of blow him off and well you've killed your credibility dude yeah and that's and it's just uh, but it's gotten it's gotten so bad these guys are such gifted athletes and they're going to go out and they call charges when there's when they show the replay and there's air between the the guy with the ball in basketball and the guy that flops back uh they they thought that putting that little ring in front of the basket 
would really help a lot of that, but it really hasn't. Um, and uh, there's just a little bit of an extension with that for me, and that is the interpretation, because a lot of times they'll go to, uh, you know, the replay. Mm-hmm. There, the last year was appalling in the NFL about watching the replays and how the replay people were interpreting the replays. Mm. It was obvious, even to the announcers that were doing the games, they would go, oh, well, they're going to overturn that. I mean, you can obviously see such and such. After the replay, uh, the call is upheld on the field. And everybody's going, what? Mm. Are they looking at the same replay that we're looking at? Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's... And, and the same thing has been true in baseball. There's been a, a some – there was some in the College World Series. There was some in, in games earlier – in baseball games earlier this year. Uh, even in basketball, the ball hitting off of somebody mm. and stuff, you go, oh, well, that was obviously off John Smith over here. And they go, well, it's, it's you know, whoever's ball. And you go, what? What are they looking at? How could they have interpreted it? that way and so it's gotten it's gotten really really bad as an extension of that let's go ahead and take our final break and we'll uh come back and start with our top five we may have to finish this tomorrow yeah which would be okay uh 888-993-7762 washita valley federal credit union hotline and text line we'll come we'll continue the list when we return here on the edge and wrap things up I'm Greg Tilly in Bossier City. On sale now, a brand new three-bedroom, two-bath home for only $32,995. Or how about a brand new four-bedroom double-wide for only $58,995. All homes include delivery up to 150 miles at Greg Tilly's in Bossier City. If you could talk to your animal when they say, they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. Listen closely and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one, 345-4545. When I got hurt in an accident, I didn't know how I would take care of my medical bills. I took out loans, borrowed from friends and family, but the bills kept piling up. That's when a friend told me to call attorney Bobby Manning. Bobby fought hard for me. He helped make things right. I'm so glad my friend told me to get Bobby. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in an accident, don't delay. Call me today. Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. Special Olympics of Northeast Louisiana provides athletic competition and year-round sport training for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. It gives them the opportunity to develop fitness, demonstrate courage, and experience the joy of competing. For more information, go to www.laso.org or call 1-800-345-6644. up with me on a roller coaster well we do have a lot of fun maybe we should stay together an emotional roller coaster surprising what's not surprising how much you could save by switching to geico i just need a little me time geico 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more 
Did you know only 20% of job seekers get an interview? In many cases, that's because companies use software to screen applications before anyone ever sees your resume. At Express Employment Professionals, we're your local resource to help you land that new job. Visit your nearby Express office today to speak with real professionals connected to the available jobs in your community. Express has 18,000 jobs available each week and never charges job seekers a fee. Visit ExpressPros.com to find the office nearest you. That's ExpressPros.com. We're living on the edge. Living on the edge makes weekdays more fun, especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. Welcome back to the edge as we wrap things up here on this Thursday. With our, uh, we may be able, we'll have to finish this tomorrow. That'll be possibly. Great. We'll do the top five tomorrow. We've we'll end up covering six through ten in our list that way that'll give that'll be homework for you guys out there make your top five lists and give it to us tomorrow on the washita valley federal credit union hotline or text line uh mark texts back uh, uh the boss man texts in and says mock drafts they have a week long <laughs> they have a week long <laughs> hey, analyst uh, on which players are going where <laughs> And if the second pick changes from a quarterback to a lineman, the whole week of what ifs is all shot. Did you see Tabor's reaction? Okay, over there? so he, he meant like legitimate mock drafts. I thought he were talking about fantasy football. There, no, 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 no. He's talking about say, regular mock. Mock and, drafts is the key to success in fantasy football. No, mock drafts, and that's true. Yeah, that's very true. That's as true a statement as there is. Because they go through, you know, gosh, they started. Finding proper value. We were mock drafted fatigued again this year. Two, three months before the NFL draft, they're already coming up with uh, Mel's mock draft list. Uh, And that happens. If they have a trade Mm -hmm. or somebody doesn't pick who they think that they were going to pick second or third, and if the top ten in the NFL draft get either traded or they don't take who everybody thinks they're going to take, the whole thing of mock drafts just just goes out the window. Yeah. So all that time, and I know it's entertainment. I get people tell me, "Oh well, coach, you talk about this and that," and but you know they have to be they have to try to be entertaining. Yeah, I understand all of that, but if you're going to do that for entertainment purposes, don't start two or three months before. Just. Do it two or three weeks before the draft. Are you draft. kidding? And then we're only fatigued for two or three weeks instead of three months. I got to have it for at least a, because you know uh, I, I'm a junkie with football. You know, about a month. Well, month I love and football half. too, but these mock drafts I get because then all of a sudden, oh, this guy had his had his senior day for you know for the NFL scouts, and now all of a sudden he went from the number three pick down to the number 12 pick. So what's that going to mean for the Ravens or what's that going to mean for the Cowboys? Well, who cares? Well, you know, if he, a Cowboys fan, if you know. he gets drafted, if he ends up getting drafted fourth instead of 12th, then it just messes ever, the whole thing up. And all of that was for nothing. So we got <laughs> bored. We got bored for nothing. All right. I let this one, uh, number, well, I'm you're, a, you're number six. We already did. I did my six. You're I number did, six? Uh, yeah. Referees who get it too involved. Okay. So you got to do your number six. Did you do yours? Yes, that was uh, flopping in the NBA right. and soccer. So now we would at, we'll be at number five. So we'll be at number five. We'll just, we'll stop there and do this. But we still have time to get your texts in. So give us some more of yours, 888-993-7762. 
of course, uh, oh, Mark texted in and said that, that Neymar has wasted 14 minutes of our soccer lives uh, with some of his uh, injury antics. Yeah, in the World Cup. Yeah, he did. In the World it. Cup. So yeah. let's, uh, let's talk uh, for our last few remaining minutes and uh, get Mr. Tabor in here, our World Cup expert, and talk a little bit uh, about who's left and who are the favorites. I know I love Croatia. Croatia is my team because they stood firm and did what a lot of sports teams in the United States should do, whether professional or college. A guy didn't want to go in because he was a normal starter, and they benched him for whatever reason, and they asked him to go in as a sub. This happened in the in the opening rounds in the uh, pool play. And he said, no, I'm not going in as a sub in the middle of the game, and they sent him packing. They sent him, gave him a plane ticket and sent him back to Siberia or <laughs> wherever he was going to go. And uh, so Croatia's still in it in the round of eight. So I'm glad for So Croatia's my team. All right, Tabor. I know yesterday was the, the fr- France and Argentina game was great. It was 4-2. Argentina scores late. Then there was a big brouhaha that came out. And Argentina ended up losing that game 4-3. Yes. Now let's talk about who's. Break it down. Who's left here. Okay. Yeah, who's left? Well, one side of the bracket mentioned France. They moved here. They're playing Uruguay, which ought to be a terrific matchup. The only problem is Uruguay looks like they may have their one of their forwards, Edison Cavini, may be out. He had two goals in their last match. and Yeah, they already said he, he's, he's out. He's the one with kind of the, the, long, the longer hair. Just an absolutely terrific goal, a hitter off a cross from Luis Suarez. So Suarez is going to have to really step up, but – you know, front man Francis looked really strong when when they've, especially on the counter attack and, and on the break. Uh, they've got the young kid, um, Mbappe, I think is his yes. name, nineteen Very years good. old. There's already whispers that he may transfer from PSG, which is in Paris, to possibly Real Madrid. Madrid. And that's there's a, you always got that kind of whispers when the new young hot flash talent comes out. And, you know, go to play with the. The big, big boys, you know, PSG's top flight in France, but it's still not the Bucks that they make playing in Madrid and Barcelona. So, But I, th- I think France was probably, you know, especially if Cavini can't go for Uruguay, I give the nod to France. And then on the bottom of that of that bracket, it's probably the best matchup between Brazil and Belgium. Yeah. You know, Belgium was down 2 nothing against Japan, then got two quick goals there in the middle of the second half and then had maybe one of the most incredible counterattacks literally on the last break of the game there in extra time. I guess about the 92nd or 3rd minute, you know, they had that. Japan had it inside their offensive end. We're looking to, I don't know if it was a corner kick or off a set piece, but, you know, they missed it, and France just, or France, <clears throat> Belgium got it and went and had a beautiful cross, you know, where Lukaku, their forward kind of, fake that he was going to kick it and he didn't let it I guess he kind of let the ball pass behind his feet to an onlapping player behind him beautiful goal that was a great goal and just it, it, you see that and you, you're like okay that's why they call it the beautiful game to see the the build-up of that but so I'm, th- I'm looking at maybe Belgium and France moving ahead to the semis on one side and then on the other end of the bracket other side of the bracket you've got Marks Croatia facing off against now the don't host. you know because of the political uh, climate in that part of the uh, of the world, Man, they're, you they're, know, Croatia. They're going to want to beat Russia. Would just love to just beat Russia they're, down. They're going to want to beat Russia. There's that'll be interesting to see. Croatia's been a, a top ten ranked team for the past year or so. 
know, the, it's not a huge surprise that they are there in the top, you know, in the final eight. But can he beat Russia though? Well, Russia's played above their heads, yeah. and I think they've really rode the home. Yeah, they were the home momentum. They were just a few minutes it's, from being out of the tournament, and it's it's great for the the country and and they being the host country and and getting a lot of the local fans to keep engaged in into the tournament throughout. I just think that they're they're good fortune. Finally, ends. I think Croatia's deeper, better. You know, deeper to, to Mark's point. They send somebody home and still have looked pretty good. And then at the bottom of that bracket, England and Sweden. England kind of was able to <clears throat> get the ghost of, of penalty shootout losses off their back. You know, they they won. They did give up a late goal to send it to extra time. Played that thirty, and then we ended up getting the shootout win. So. You know, Sweden, who knows? They, again, I think they're kind of playing above their heads as well. And they don't have their big stars, Lawton Abramovich, there, but it's almost like addition by subtraction. You know, that'll be an interesting matchup. I think England may have more flashy talent, but Sweden is very technical, often conservative. They'll pack it in. Wouldn't surprise me if that game went to penalty games. Went, went to penalties as well. So, so, But I give the nod to England. I think getting that penalty – shootout monkey off their back that they're going to play free and loose. So I like England and Croatia in the semis and that other bracket. And we'll just have to see where we go from there. All right. Well, it's time for us to hop out of here. We'll, again, uh, that's your homework for tonight. Get your top five uh, pet peeves together. We will finish our lists on tomorrow's show. Again, please remember uh, Jamie Fox and Sean Fox in your prayers as uh, Jamie's mom passed away yesterday sean's grandmother so please remember their family and thanks for joining us here today on the edge here on sports talk 97.7 so don't forget don't play life safe live it on the edge come back and join us tomorrow morning at 9 a.m i can't get no rid-